FNY CavsCast, brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network and part of the Waiting for Next Year community. I am your host, Joe Gerbs Gerberry. I am not Seth Wanamaker. Uh, and I am joined tonight by the other Joe G, or I think we've established you were the first Joe G, right? You were here before me. Yeah. So uh, I we always joke that I, uh, you know, I'm... I'm I took over, but you know, you're the one that was here before me. So it's, it's all, it's all good. Oh yeah. But uh, all good. it's not the first time we've potted together. We've done some Brown no. stuff before, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. First Cavs one though. First Cavs one. It's uh, it's one of, I think this is the only time there's only the second time I think I've been on a Cavs cast, but um, Seth is tending to uh, some family and friend matters to, uh, this week. So he is out for this one, but we wanted to make sure that you guys got a playoff preview podcast so this will be out friday morning um ready for just in time for saturday's playoff game for the Cavs versus the knicks so uh are you excited i know you live up in cleveland you go to some of the stuff are you going to the any of the games during I'm the going series to, or no i'm going to game two so awesome. i'm excited yeah awesome i have a buddy that i work with that is he has said he's going to game one and he said he is going to go to one game every series so even if they get yep. to the ship he's making a way so <laughs> yeah I, I i i'm gonna try to do that too yeah it's, it's just it's just nice to have playoff basketball back in cleveland so it's oh, uh, for sure yeah it's uh it's it's an event man it's it's really fun to go to and uh it's just a different vibe than any other kind of sporting event you go to uh baseball obviously is uh, baseball playoffs is obviously right there too, but yeah, Cavs Cavs playoff basketball is fun to watch. Yeah, not to not to have the Browns catch trace, but we haven't had enough Browns playoff football to right. know what that uh, opportunity <laughs> is like, what that environment is like. So right. you know, yeah. maybe maybe soon we'll we'll see what that's like. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to throw any random <laughs> bullets at the uh, at the Browns here, but you know, right? Oh yeah. So uh, getting into the, some of the stuff for tonight, um, just going over the season before we get to the playoffs. Uh, again, because since you and I both have not really been on too many of these, uh, the Cavs finished 51-31, and 31, uh, which put them in uh, fourth place in the East. So they get to host this playoff series against the fifth seed Knicks. Um, you can definitely argue that the three teams ahead of them, the uh, Bucks. Celtics and Sixers are in, at least in the top five in the league. So it's not like somebody, not like somebody snuck in ahead of them. These guys, right. the, the, the teams ahead of them are definitely high caliber. Um, and this is only the fourth time without LeBron in franchise history that they've actually gone over 50 wins. That's so. Wild. <laughs> that's i know i saw that seth had that <laughs> seth sent us some notes uh because again i i do watch the games but i'm not as as much of a follower um but he he sent it along and i was like wow that's a that's a crazy stat to, to think that they've only gone over 50 wins yeah four times without him i would like to know what the ratio is of lebron seasons i should have checked this beforehand lebron seasons over 50 versus lebron like how many did he did, did he have Oh, God. More 50-win seasons himself than the entire franchise has had. I would assume so, yes. I would I, assume so as well. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. he, it's, yeah, the uh, Cavs stat book is quite funny. It's 
pretty much LeBron and then a bunch of other things. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a LeBron at the top, then a uh Grand Canyon style drop off to everybody <laughs> right. else that's below. Yeah. And then Mark Price. And yeah. then a little bit of a one. And then it seems like Donovan Mitchell is actually who's next. So. Yeah, he's shooting up the, the ports already. Yeah. Yeah. One season one season he's already what the fourth highest three point maker in this in the uh organization. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's uh it's crazy. So that bearing in mind and these stats that we're throwing at you, uh Joe. I know you, like I said, you, you're in Cleveland. You go to a lot more of the games. You've watched probably a lot more than I have with two toddlers here. Uh, would you call this Cavs season? So 51 wins, fourth seed in the East, hosting a playoff series. Uh, is this a playoff success or, or is this a season success or no? Uh, yeah, I would say it was a success. I, I always kind of shot that the I wanted to kind of get the top four seed, get a home court advantage for at least one one series, and then uh, kind of go from there. Obviously, I think if they get like swept, it would be kind of right. It would kind of kind of get into the a uh, little underwhelming uh, situation, but I don't expect that to happen. But um, yeah, I think it's a success. It's it's the what the first year the Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland kind of combo. Uh, we saw the improvements from Evan Mobley that kind of get you excited for the future. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a success um, with that, as I said, that little caveat that they can't get swept or <laughs> or look just terrible. Like they don't right. like they don't look like they should be in the playoffs or something like that. You uh, you reserve the right to, right. to change your answer if they get uh, just bottomed out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is definitely a successful season. It's an easy easy question in my eyes, but, you know, um, it is definitely something that they are. I I think that you making the playoffs and not and getting out of the play-in was, I think, a success in my eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do think, like you said, um, this is a playoff series that's winnable for them. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a rock fight, but I think it's oh, definitely yeah. winnable. Um and I don't want Cavs fans or Cleveland fans or NBA fans even to be disappointed in this team if they come away with a loss against the Knicks. This is a hard matchup for them. Um, and it is a young roster that is yeah. in it. Like you said, it's first year of Donovan Mitchell. It's only the second year of Evan Mobley. And, and you know, he's a defensive player of the year candidate you know, around right. the league. So it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty gnarly that he's that good already, but, um, uh, you know, these, I, these Cavs are going to be around for a while, you would think. Yeah. And it is, it is the start. And this is one of the, you don't want to jump too, too early on, you know, expectation games or anything like that. But, um, I definitely think they can win the series. I definitely think mm-hmm. the season has been a success. Um, seeing Mitchell integrate with Garland as well as he has um, Jared Allen's like uh, move up offensively. And then like you said, like, you know, uh, Evan will be becoming just a defensive player of the year candidate. That could be, he's maybe going to win it this year, but you know, at least to be in that category 
and then also the offensive strides that he's made. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we. I know from reading some of the stuff before he was drafted. No one expected his offense no. to be this good this early. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, he's he was he was promoted as a as a project that a guy he can probably play on defense right away. But yeah, offensively, this is. God, he, he they're 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 by the end of the year they were throwing him down like they're giving him isolation to score like that's that's crazy he's what twenty years old or whatever second year it's 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 a remarkable how much of a jump he's made already and and defensively he's already a elite all defensive kind of talent so it's right it, it just gives you the excitement to you know he's good now but like just. Just wait. <laughs> right. Um, I don't have this on the rundown, so I'm throwing this at you cold. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you think Donovan Mitchell ends up in the MVP race? Uh, I think top 10. I don't think he's in the close to the top five. It, it seems pretty locked in with like the, like a beads, uh, Giannis, uh, Joker, uh, guys like that. But I think, I think he'll be close to the, like like seventh range, I would say six or eight, seven or eight um, range, um, because he was, is he was instrumental for this uh, growth on the Cavs, and um, he was great, <laughs> like far exceeded anything I could have expected from him. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't expect his shooting ability like that. Um, it just he, he he became a star for this team. I, like I I thought we were getting like another number two kind of guy in that trade, but he, he's turned into a number one guy and uh, that's exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do agree with you. I, I don't know that I thought he would be such a knockdown shooter. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually think that you're going to see him possibly in the top five finishers yeah. in the MVP race. I do agree with you. It is the, the top three just keep sucking the air out of any kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, Giannis, Jokic, uh, Jokic, and uh, Embiid, but I, I really think that uh, you can make the argument that Mitchell is as having such a good offensive season and such a team, uh, a a playmaking difference for a yeah. young roster that um, he is worthy of that. And the stretch of games that he had late in the season, where he was was it four or five straight that he had forty points. Yeah, like yeah, that's going into the playoffs. He's on a streak right now. So yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it, I think to to me that's a stretch that might have won over some MVP voters. Not necessarily, like I said, putting him ahead of any of those big men, but uh, at least putting him on all NBA teams. Yeah. Uh, I know I, I heard Simmons say that he was he had Mitchell on his All NBA first team. So. Yeah. Um, That's the thing I think we're gonna have to watch is is I think he does, he definitely deserves all NBA first team I think yeah um, it's uh, there's uh, a lot of a lot of good guys there but I think uh, if he, I think he deserves that so I would definitely expect him to be on that list which is great which is good and and yeah. leads us to uh, some things since since Donovan Mitchell has been so good. He has led a team to the playoffs, as we've said. Uh, so they are going to – the playoffs are going to start on Saturday. I think it's at 6, uh, yeah. and it's on ESPN, correct? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, thank you for correcting for checking on all those things and knowing that information without <laughs> me asking. Yes. Uh, so the season series, the Knicks beat the Cavs three out of the four times they played. Um, those four matchups uh, was October 30th, which was a game that I actually was at, the one Cavs game I went to this year. Uh, <laughs> 121 to 108 was the Cavs' lone win. Uh, they lost 92-81 on December 4th. 105-103, January 24th, and then March 31st, uh, late in the season. This is when I think Cleveland had already locked up the four seed or was very close. They lost 130-116. to 116. Um, Not really I, I, not really too much to take away because I think that, like I said, that last game, Cavs were kind of yeah. coasting at that point. Um, that first game was a Kevin, like the Kevin Love game of this season where, you know, like I said, I was there and I, his, his arms were as red as the wine in the Jersey <laughs> as he was uh, putting up, I think almost 30. Um, I don't think he got there, but he, he was, he was putting up and uh, getting boards and putting up threes. And um, so, yeah, it's just a weird kind of game. Um, we're kind of serious for both those, both those teams injury wise and just like mental preparedness wise, if that makes a word. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, what do you, what do you think of this, of these guys? And we'll get into like stats and comparables and stuff like that. But what do you think of this matchup uh, Knicks versus Cavs? Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. The, the regular season is kind of tough to, we, as we know from the LeBron era, like the regular season does not tell you much of anything <laughs> in terms of the matchup. Um, because how many times have we had the cat the, when LeBron was here, they would sweep like Atlanta, they would have trouble with them during the regular season and then just absolutely sweep them in the, in the postseason. So it's, it's tough to kind of go through the games. And, and there was weird ones, too, like the 92-81 game, I remember. No one could score. No one could shoot. Uh, the last game here, uh, Okoro and, and Jared Allen didn't play. So it's uh, I don't think you can garner anything from the, uh, the, regular, or the regular season matchups. But um, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, there's actually two key injury kind of situations, one with Okoro. Um, he's, he practiced today, I, I think, or, or he was on the floor at least. And then, um, R Julius Randall is, uh, injured for the Knicks. So those are kind of key things to kind of watch before the season or the game start, uh, to see if they're, uh, even going to play and then if how, how well they're playing. Um, but the, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty evenly matched up, uh, kind of matchup here. Um, I think the Cavs' core four is a lot better than their core four, but I think the Knicks are a lot deeper. So it's kind of a different kind of uh, uh, setup for the rosters. Um, so it's going to be a fun kind of matchup to see uh, what kind of what kind of stands out and kind of leads them to victory, either team. It's kind of interesting to think. It, it, it's funny that you say like the the core four are better, but the Knicks are deeper. That just struck me as kind of weird. But it's also probably not wrong. I, if you do a draft of the players, I mean, do you take how long before you get to a Knicks player? Is a is so Brunson, be like... is Brun, is Brunson or Randall like the third or fourth guy that you pick? 
I would go. It would, it's it's Mitchell by far, and then and then you kind of get in the conversation. Um, I would lean towards Garland, and then Brunson probably. Um, Evan Mobley and I was gonna say of, no Mobley there. I I yeah. I'd argue Mobley maybe second, but yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I'm excited to see how Mobley plays in the postseason. But obviously, this is first. First kind of time to shine here, and um, so that's why I'm putting a little inkling, um, kind of waiting there. It's called a it's called a hedge. hedge is what yeah, uh, the little, little yes. hedge. Don't uh, don't uh, don't want uh, Knicks fans getting a hold of this and bringing right. this up on Saturday. You know, yeah, right. The, yeah, he scores the, like two points. In the-, <laughs> the dozens of Knicks fans that listen to the WFNY podcast. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I I I I probably agree with you because there is a group, you know, the the top four on Cleveland is great. You know, those are they're yeah. all guys that can go out there and score twenty points on any given night. Even Allen, you know, like mm-hmm. if he's yeah. if he's fed enough, um, yeah. can can be a scorer. Um, but outside of Brunson and Randall, there's not really those guys. But there are guys that can flash like. Barrett and you know quickly uh Grimes and you know I I I keep on bringing it up because I because I watched it when I was at the game Hartenstein is a beast and and just yeah. it, it's he's just a he's just a thick boy two C's <laughs> thick in the in the post and just gives yeah. Allen all kinds of problems and he is the one guy that I'm like I'm not looking forward to seeing the Cavs play but um Let's get into some of the comparables here mm-hmm. on uh, these between these rosters. Uh, obviously, like we said, Cavs are fourth in the East. Knicks are fifth. Cavs went 51-31. Knicks 47-35. Points per game. Knicks had 116 points per game. Cavs were 112. So a little bit lower scoring, but that makes which makes sense um, given the pace numbers. Uh, Cavs are actually 96.2. Uh, point uh, places in the points, which is 30th. Knicks are 97.6. They just play a little bit faster. Um, for threes, Knicks made 12.6 uh, on the season or per game, rather. 11 uh, Cavs made 11.6 per game. Uh, for a little bit better of a percentage, 31.5 to 35.6. So um, not too much, but there's a, a three point off. Uh, rebounds per game. Cavs were 25th in the, in the league, 41 per game. Knicks 46.6, which was third. That is probably the one that's going to be the biggest difference uh, along with, um, the next, this next one that I have Knicks are 31, 31 31.8% uh, offensive rebound percentage, which was good for second Cavs 27%, which was 19th. Um, the second chance points are really going to be a problem for Cleveland and have been a problem all year um, because Mitchell is sometimes so bombing it, bombing it outside. Uh, those long rebounds are just hard to, to gather. Um, what do you make of some of these things per, pertinent, the, the points and the rebounds? What do you, uh, the, these, these couple of stats here, what do you, yeah. what do you make out of this? Um, am I making sense when I say that these are, you know, obviously you, you, you did say the rebounds are a big, uh, emphasis, yeah. 
what do you what do you see when you uh, see these two match up that way? Yeah, I, I think I think rebounding might be determining of who wins the series. Um, I think it's huge. Uh, the last game um, of the of the series in the regular season, uh, the Cavs were just crushed on the boards. Um, they gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, the Knicks aren't aren't a great shooting team. They they have some really good shooters, um, Grimes and and Brunson obviously, and and Randall shoots it pretty solidly. But they they rely heavily on on their offensive rebound and getting those second chance points. So uh, if the Cavs want to kind of curtail the uh, their offense, um, they have to rebound. Um, it's been it's been a as you said it's been a struggle because I think. A lot of it is they they do have really good defensive stance and they get weird rebounds like it's <laughs> it's it's fun watching it's funny watching the game like there's just a lot of long kind of long uh, shots off the off the backboard that kind of give you a, a tough rebound but other than that it's the guards aren't the best at rebounding especially Darius. Um, so it kind of leaves Jarrett and Evan to kind of do it themselves. And obviously that can right. be tough when, when you have a team like the Knicks who all, all five guys can, are going to crash the boards. Uh, Josh Hart is one of the best guard uh, offensive rebounds in the game. So it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, that's, I, as I said, I think that's going to be the X factor. It's going to be, who can the can the Cavs kind of control the boards and they're not, they don't have to win it, they just can't let it to be a huge problem like it, it was in the last regular season game. Right, making transition points and actually can you know uh, converting off of turnovers, playing the type of defense that Cleveland has played in the yeah. past will be the will be what helps out take away some of the rebound stuff that um, yeah. New York might be able to accomplish. But yeah, and also uh, to your point about the guards, um, I mean, Darius and Donovan are both small-ish guards. So yeah. they're not expected to go in and start, you know, fussing in the paint too much. Right. Obviously, they can score in the paint. That's one of the highlights of Donovan's game. But um, they're not, they are, they are not get in there and knock around guys. Um which makes sense, and, and and you know the stats kind of just point those things out that the 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 big men are the ones that they want to go in there and, and do it, and um, you know if it if it ends up that uh, that it's you're look you know if you're looking at like 10, 15, 20 point rebound differentials there that's that's when it becomes a, a big problem for Cleveland. Yeah. So. Yeah, the the lack of the lack of a, a like a big three like a, uh, yeah. a small forward is 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 another kind of challenge for him because Acoro is their third is their small forward and he's not he's basically a guard. <laughs> right, I was say he's a he's a he's a third guard. He's not a yeah. third forward. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that hurts their rebounding. So yeah, it'll be interesting right. to watch how they do it. It's interesting to think that they miss market and size in that regard. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, uh, Dean Wayne, Dean Wade, Dean Wade, ew, Dean Wade minutes are just not, uh, as productive as we hear at WFNY as Dean Wade stands would like, <laughs> but they are, yeah. they're just not, you're, he's more of a 
scoring presence rather than a defensive one, um, yeah. which is not which is fine because again, Allen's not a true scorer. Even Mobley can't really create his own shot as much. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. Um, so they do need some help on offense, but they their their guards are just not getting it done on the on the boards. They don't necessarily need to because Mobley and Allen are so good. But mm-hmm. against a team like New York that can rebound the crap out of the ball, um, that's when it becomes a problem. So, yep. all right. So we have. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Uh... Three key player matchups that we want to look at. Um, we'll go with the one that you brought up. Uh, Isaac Okoro versus Jalen Brunson. Um, if Okoro plays, which we have every re- point of uh, every respect, it seems like he's going to. Uh, yeah. You did mention that he practiced today, at least in some aspect, was out there with the team. Yeah. Um, the, this team desperately needs Okoro's... Uh, perimeter defense on Brunson, um, putting putting Mitchell, you know, making Mitchell play defense against Brunson, and yeah. then also carry the offensive load is is probably a little too much. Um, it is. It will be interesting to see what you know if playoff Donovan that we saw in Utah comes around. Um, but what do you think about that matchup? Yeah, it's it's. It, I I think it's the matchup of the of the series. Um, you could just go to the last game of this of the uh, of the regular season. Okor didn't play, and Brunson had his career high in points. Like he, it, it's it's a night and day. Like Okoro is by far the best uh, perimeter defender on this team. Um, he he can guard the smaller guards very well. That's his that's his forte. And Brunson's kind of his his for is kind of his guy, his prototype that he can kind of slow down. And if he, hopefully, he's healthy and and actually physically fit to play, um, because it's going to be a huge aid to this defense. Um, because Brunson was just running circles around Darius Garland and and uh, Donovan Mitchell in, in the regular season when uh, Okora wasn't playing, um, and they they need him. They need. They really do. He's Okoro's the X factor in this series. If he's healthy and able to kind of defend like he normally does, uh, I think they win this series. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, even if I've been telling people, um, for me, the X factor really is Randall. If Randall plays, that changes the Knicks's game around so much because he's such a dynamic player or can be a dynamic player. Um, scoring from the outside and, and such. But um, 
Okoro is as much as important as any of the other players out there just because of his ability to shut down that other opposing score. Um, other ones that we want to look at, uh, Quentin Grimes versus Donovan Mitchell. Um, I said Mitchell is the, the, the heartbeat of this roster and, and seems to be the, uh, the score. Um, what do you think about, uh, Grimes versus Mitchell? Do you think that, uh, we are going to keep this 40 point game going or are we going to see, uh, Grimes shut down Mitchell, uh, in this uh in this series no i i expect donovan mitchell to continue his streak uh i i have a high expectation for him in the playoffs um i still remember him just absolutely dominating in the in the bubble um and i, I think that donovan mitchell comes back um i think he's 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 made for the playoffs uh his scoring ability is elite um uh, and i don't think Quentin uh i don't think grimes is uh up to the task or I don't think anyone on the Knicks is up to the task to slow him down. So I don't, I, think, I don't know how many, I don't know how many more, how many, how many players in the NBA are up to the task right. to stop Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh Donovan Mitchell's going to cook and uh, he's, he's going to, he's going to get his points. For sure. All right. Last one we have uh, Jared Allen versus Mitchell Robinson. Um, one thing we uh, obviously we have mentioned the the rebounding is a problem. Mitchell Robinson obviously playing the one of the big men down there. Um, we want to see Allen get Robinson into foul trouble, not the other way around, because Robinson is such a poor free throw free throw shooter. Um, and the Caps have had a, a weird kind of uh, ability ability. I think is probably not the best word, but they <laughs> they have a tendency to get into foul trouble themselves. So forcing the Knicks to get into the bonus and get them early uh, is, is probably a, a good way. What do you see in this Allen versus Robinson matchup? Yeah, um, what another kind of going back to that last last regular season game? Uh, Jared Allen is out, and Mitchell Robinson had his way on the board. So uh, it's the key that um, Jared Allen has to kind of box him out and be the guy to keep him off the boards. And uh, Jared Allen, that's going to be, that's going to be one of the top kind of tasks he has for in this series. Just keep Mitchell Robinson, keep uh, Randall, all those guys off the boards. So um, they can avoid the second chance points and all that. Um, as you said, Mitchell Robinson is a, uh, is a poor free throw shooter. So um, if, if he does get a, get a rebound and kind of tries to go up, you got to foul him hard. So he doesn't get that kind of that uh, basket and force him kind of make it at the free throw line. That's what you got to do. But uh, the first thing is you got to keep him off the boards. Um, He's a, he's a killer on the boards. Yeah. No, no free lunches here. Got to keep him on. Got to keep him out of the, uh, the bucket so yes all right so we are near the end uh i think we can pretty much say if if the knicks are going to win they're going to win because of the boards yeah um what do you feel like if the if the Cavs are going to win this series what do you think they need to do to win the to to get the uh the dub and move on to face either 
uh, Milwaukee or it's Milwaukee, to, un, Milwaukee you just, or undisputed. I I know. Listen, <laughs> I, I I am a big proponent of like I don't want to see any. Uh, there's a there's a scene in the West Wing when they're in the the Bartlett's second presidential election where Toby is like, I don't want to see any winning bal- any balloons. No champagne corks are going out. Like we are not tempting any fate. I don't know who is who my or Milwaukee is playing yet, but I don't want to count them out because anything can happen. Yes, it will more than likely be Milwaukee in the second round. Yeah. But how do the Cavs win and move on to that second round matchup against yeah. probably Milwaukee? Yeah. Um it's 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 what we've been talking about. It's controlling the boards, limiting the second chance points. Um I think Okoro's gotta play. And he's got to kind of slow down Brunson. He can't let Brunson kind of do whatever he wants, which he did in the last game. Um, he has to kind of slow, make him work. Uh, that's kind of a that's how you kind of slow down great players. You, you got to just make them work. That's how mm-hmm. teams did it against LeBron. You're not going to stop him. <laughs> he's right. got to make it really, really hard to do what he wants to do. Um, so that's what you got to do against Brunson. Um, and then it, it, it's, I think someone off the bench has to kind of, I, we need Levert to kind of be the Levert of the last month or so where he's been really, really, really good. Um, and then I, it would be nice to get that kind of second guy off the bench. It could, it could be Rubio. It could be, I don't know, Danny Green. Kind of, I don't know. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows who's going to be that? Danny Green lives. I Danny know, right? Green's alive. That's gonna be it's gonna be intriguing to watch how many he play how many JB plays. Um it could be seven. It could be Rubio and right. and uh and Levert. Levert. Right, yeah. yeah. It, or it could be they could uh he, he likes to kind of pick and choose who he picks for each uh each uh, game. So maybe it's uh maybe it's uh somebody else off the bench. Maybe it's a Chetty, who knows? Right. I yeah, I don't think you go Obviously, playoffs you, you you tighten up the rotation a little bit yeah. with the day offs and everything like that. You yeah. can you can play you, know, you can play Mitchell, you know, forty some minutes, forty two yeah. minutes, whatever. But um, I, I yeah, I think Rubio will play a little more than what we expect. I think Levert will play more than we expect. But I, I, out of the other ones, I think you'll see maybe maybe Dean like Wade five or, minutes, may, right? Maybe Dean Wade for five in a blowout or something like that. If there right. is one, you know, or whatever but um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, for me it, I, I echo you it's it's Mitchell being the best player it is seeing and, and you you brought up a good point we haven't mentioned in this whole podcast uh but Karis there were times in that in that stretch to close out the season where he was the second leading scorer yeah you know where he yeah. was the guy that we thought we were going to get when the trade happened that he was he was he looked like a guy. And yeah. so it was, it, it was nice to see that from him. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that's something that, uh, that shows out in the playoffs. Um, so what do you, uh, what are your predictions for the playoffs in this first round? Do you see a Cavs win and in what game uh, Knicks win? How many games? What do you see? Uh, I think they win. I think they'll win in six. Uh, the Cavs. Okay. I think they'll, um, I think we'll take both home home games, and then I think they might 
they'll probably split or lose both their the at at the uh, at the garden. Um, they kind of struggled on the road, and this is this is the first time for what ninety five percent of the people <laughs> plays right. on on this roster. <laughs> I think right. Rubio, Rubio and, uh, and Rubio's been around, <laughs> right? right. Like it's uh it's it's gonna be a it's a learning curve. Um just like it's been a learning curve over the last two years, this is another big learning curve. Um uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch how they kinda when the bright lights are on, how they kind of perform. We know Mitchell will be there. So that's kind of a nice kind of almost kind of a LeBron effect. It kind of settles it down. Okay, we have this guy that we know he's gonna he's gonna produce. Um, so it's kind of, it'll help hopefully settle down the rest of the group. Um, but it's going to be, that's something to watch. It's definitely something to watch to see how the young guys kind of perform under the bright lights of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I, I have been saying if Randall plays, uh, I think Cleveland in seven, um, just because I, I do think that it's, he, again, he adds that extra scoring factor, extra, yeah. you know, big man factor for the Knicks. Yep. Um, another guy that can get boards that is just crashing and, and, and causing problems. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't play or doesn't, or doesn't play until maybe they get back to New York, um, I can see Cleveland winning in six. Yeah. Um, Cause I do think, I do agree with you. I think they win these first two games, especially Saturday. Um, that first game, they're going to come out with their hair on fire. Like, they're like, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Just Mitchell needs to like take out an insurance policy below the rim, or you know, just like right. he's gonna he's gonna posterize somebody on Saturday. Um, but uh, I I do think that this is a I said it, I said it at the start this will be a rock fight of a postseason mm-hmm. series, and um, you know obviously you want to you want health for both teams coming out, but get out of this one and you know. Like you said, to to avoid the play in and get into the actual playoffs uh, was the the goal, I think, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And and so far, this has been a successful season. Yeah. I don't want to end it on a bad note and get yeah. you know swept or yeah. Just... um you know losing five or six against New York. If if you if you lose, you want to go seven. Yeah, but um. Not do you again? Not do you want to lose? No, but um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think this is a series that Cleveland can and will win. Uh, but uh, we remain to see. That's why they play the games. So that's true. Um, I'm not sure what our next week will be like. I know that we will more than likely have a Cavs cast. I don't know if you'll get both of us uh, or one of us uh, next week, but we will <laughs> check with Seth and see what our schedule is like. Uh, again, but Saturday is game one, and then. Is it Monday or Tuesday is game two? It's Tuesday, yeah. This, Tuesday. This You're going to be there. Is, it's literally like, I think it's two two days off between the first game, first and second, and then second. Well, and I know they wanted to give their, the play-in games are tomorrow. And right. so, like, yeah. Miami got an extra two days of, re- or an extra day of rest. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing the play-in games tomorrow, and then all of the play-in teams, along with one other team, are playing on Sunday to yeah. give like adequate rest for everybody. So right. I understand that. I don't know why you don't play like Saturday Monday. game this the Saturday on Monday. Right. But, I mean, you know, whatever. I'll take two days uh, of rest. That's fine. Yeah. 
So, I understand um, it like between two and three when you have to travel and over. kind of stuff like that. But like, yeah, Monday, like, why are we doing it's it Monday? Monday? It's whatever. It's all TV. good. I'm going to go with TV. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday and Thursday are the, are like NBA days. So I, yeah. I get it. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, like I said, we will be back um, again at some point next week. Hope mm-hmm. maybe before game two, maybe after game two, more than likely. But uh, check back, check us out on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have a little bit more of a uptick on our, our Twitter account at WFNYCLE. Uh, so find us there. Find us on our Discord. Uh, come and find us. And uh, say hey to Joe if you're there on Tuesday. Yeah. So go find go find uh, Joey G up in uh, – <laughs> calf sound so all right for joe for myself for seth we want to say uh be safe and be loved cleveland good night the korean war has sadly been known as the forgotten war but half a century earlier the united states was locked in a bloody conflict in asia that's been all but erased from the history books hi i'm alex hasty the host of ohio versus the world an american history podcast on the evergreen podcast network in our newest episode we speak to experts about the philippine american war America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.